And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Freedom Youth bring us up to date. Uh, it's nearly Ramadan, so we talk to three queer Muslims and get a bit more information. And it's a feature-length Sasky 5. Oh my god, whatever next. Uh, all today, come in right here on Shout Out. Is that your heart beating, Andrew? Well, it's not yours, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> my two hearts yours, yours beat doesn't... a little bit slower and, in, and alternately. Like that, do they? <laughs> that sounded like the start of a horror movie. <laughs> do, do you not recognise it? I said I changed the backing this year. You what, did. What's this from? Uh, um, sorry, no, I can't push the buzzer. No, that's from the Olympic Games. Oh, at London 2012. Okay, so we got to be athletic, have we, for the next hour? No, no, no hope. Even for me, there's no hope. No, it's not happening. I mean, the only one who's getting lots of like exercise at the moment is Terry, and that's just he's jiggling people around underneath his stairs. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. I say, I say happy summer, but it feels like it's the middle of blooming winter again at the moment, doesn't I it? I think it's quite chilly for April, yes. <laughs> it is, it's freezing. Got my heat so. on, yes. Well, it, has, husband, it has been known to snow in, in April before. It's, oh, yeah. It, yeah, but I genuinely, I didn't think it was going to. Me and the husband went and bought some flowers and we planted them all out the front, make the front start growing, look nice for the summer. And we had to race out to B&Q at the weekend and get some fleece to put over the top of it because it, it's going to be a hard frost and kill them all. I'm, like, I'm not spending that load of money on flowers for them all to die again. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. so, some hay or straw will do the same. Do the, do the well, same I don't job. have any of that, you know, I don't have a horse, so. Nay. No. <laughs> 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 well, I was just going to say, it's probably more environmentally friendly, thinking about the fact that obviously it'll mulch well, we should reuse the fleece. So. True. And it's True. made of cotton, I think. Oh, that's not bad. That's, that, that will, that will rock the, I would go off on a tangent about the fact that we've also got bamboo toilet roll, but uh, um, that, that will be a whole different conversation. Oh, yes, conversation. yes, there's quite, a few on the, there's quite a few on the range now, on the market. Quite a few ranges of bamboo uh, toilet paper, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, we, we, we thought we'd try it. We had it delivered. It's from a company called, uh, I think you can get away with saying this on air, Who Gives a Crap? Um, yes, I've heard of them. There's um, another brand. There's another brand called Bumboo, which I think is quite funny. <laughs> nice. And there's, That's a good there's one. another one. There's another one called the Cheeky Panda. Oh, oh right. Okay, ones I've okay. heard of. So there's quite. Yeah, there's quite a few. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, in a scale, Andrew, one to ten, how soft is it on your bum? Um, I'd say about an, a seven or an eight. I don't think it's the softest toilet roll, but what's really nice is it comes in a cardboard box. Each one's individually wrapped in paper, which is disposable, and yep. each roll is about four times as long as a normal toilet roll. So they is last forever the, um, and they look really good. 
Is that the brand that they give some to some money to charity? Yeah, they give fifty percent of their yeah. profits away. So mm, I hasten to add that we're not being sponsored by the brand. I think me and the husband just thought we'd try them out, and we're hey. really impressed. So, but if what you're listening and want to give us to some, get sponsorship, I was going to say if you're listening and want to give us some free toilet roll, we, we won't say no. no. <laughs> we'll have can to make sure imagine, we tweet it. <laughs> can, can you imagine the words to the jingle? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know us. I'm sure we could come up with something clever with that one. I mean, we have got the out of the closet and into your ears for the beginning of ours. So, Indeed. wow. Is it's the funniest subject to advertise them. I mean, it must be so difficult for the advertising executives because, we, I mean, all the major brands have soft kittens or koalas or uh, puppy dogs, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Labrador puppies, yeah. To well, advertise. Steffi on the front, she's soft. Thank soft you, and yeah. fluffy. <laughs> well, I'm reliably informed you're soft and fluffy. Who told anyway, you? Don't tell me. They all did. Talking of soft and fluffy, we're going to go towards the lovely um, Henry and, and co at Freedom Youth. So uh, we'll be back in a minute. Oh, lovely. Okay. My five on shout out. Hi everyone and welcome back to April's My Five with Freedom Youth. I'm Henry and I use he and him pronouns. And my name is Natasha and I use she and her pronouns. And we're both from Freedom Youth which is part of OTR Bristol. Now OTR Bristol is a young person's mental health social action movement. We work with young people aged 11 to 25 in Bristol and South Gloucestershire and soon to be in North Somerset as well. Um, And we do all sorts of things relating to mental health. So all of OTR services are available to sign up online. They're all free um, and accessible via our website, which is www.otrbristol.org.uk. We have a range of activities on offer. So that ranges from one-to-one counselling and therapies. We have um, all sorts of projects relating to different things. So self-harm, body image, um, nature works, which means, you know, being outside. Lots and lots of different things going on, depending on what your interests are. Um, And kind of a range of different projects, such as yoga. We have our um, project called Zazzy, which is for black young people, young people of colour. And then we have Freedom. Yes, so Freedom is the project that Henry and I both work for. Um, Freedom is a gender and sexuality project, so we work with LGBTQ plus people, um, and that looks like a whole variety of different things. So that includes group work, that includes one-to-one sessions, um, and a whole range of workshops and activities. And Freedom this year is celebrating its 25th birthday, so we've been doing a whole range of activities throughout the year, and onwards to celebrate, of which we're going to be chatting to you a little bit more about in a moment. Absolutely. Um, And one of those activities, um, a few weeks ago, we went to see an online showing of a play called Overflow. Now, Overflow was written by Travis Alabanza, who is a Bristolian artist, writer and performer, um, and who is also a great friend of Freedom. Uh, But the reason we mention it is because Overflow is brilliant. It's definitely worth a watch. And it's also streaming as part of Bristol Old Vic season in early May. So we would say if you are able to um, have a little look at and book a ticket to go along and support and watch the play because it's brilliant. Most definitely. And as part of our sessions, we talk about a range of different topics and um, 
most recently it was Trans Day of Visibility, which we wanted to mark. So our members talked about, celebrated and thought about trans, non-binary and gender diverse people um, and thought about lots of different elements. So from history to present to rights to social justice and talked and thought about how to make the world a kinder place for trans, non-binary and gender diverse people and also thought about ways in which to celebrate um, identity and diversity of identity. Um, one of the kind of key things that we really feel at Freedom is that our identity is our strength and our power and through communities and spending time with one another that is the way in which we, we harness that. And we believe that trans, non-binary and gender diverse people should be celebrated each and every day um, alongside Trans Day Visibility. Um, but kind of awareness days can be a great way at Freedom um, to start thinking and talking about what is kind of happening for us as a community. In April, we have Lesbian Day Visibility coming up and we have a whole range of activities planned. We do, absolutely. And also in May, so May 17th, is Ida Hobbit, which is International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Intersexphobia and Transphobia. So in May, keep an ear out. We will be talking more about what we've got planned for Ida Hobbit too. So as part of Freedom um both turning 25 and also in the work that we do in each of our sessions. We've been collaborating with local makers, People's Republic of Stokescroft, to create a celebratory quarter of a century mug. We have, absolutely. So sharing drinks, sharing food, um, creating food together has always been a big part of freedom um, and it's something that our members hold really dearly and so we worked with our members and with PRSC to create a mug which kind of summed all of that up and really represented what freedom represents to people um, and they are going to be relatively limited edition we couldn't pin print loads of them but we will have some that are available um, to community members who have a special connection to freedom. And ever since 1995, when Frida began, people have been arguing around who washes up the cups. But it's going to be absolutely fantastic to have a really special celebratory Frida mug um, of which we can all share in and our members have designed. Absolutely. So if you feel like you've got a connection with freedom, um, whether that's big or small, what we'd really love for you to do is send that into us at lgbtq at otrbristol.org.uk. Just super short, a couple of hundred words, just sum up for us what you feel about freedom, what your memories are or what your connection is to freedom. And then at the end of the month, we're going to pick a couple of people um, to get one of our celebratory 25 year anniversary mugs. Um, so if that's you, we look forward to hearing from you and if you'd like to get involved with either freedom or otr bristol come along to our website which is www.otrbristol.org.uk or drop us an email on lgbtq at otrbristol.org.uk we really look forward to hearing from you and we will speak to you all again um, in may so thank you very much have a great month if you have a story you could tell in five minutes get in contact visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. 
the Shout Out Podcast. That's a bit of a canned heat. And then let's work together. I do with a bit of heat. <laughs> Warm us up. We played um, a different version last week. Uh, yeah. We did, yes. Mm. It's, and it's if you remember, we could we I knew somebody else had done it, but um, and there it is, Can't Heat. They did it before Brian Ferry. <laughs> and what a rocker! Oh, air guitar or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were I even had my guitar. Yeah, my air guitar was behind me, Ed. It was uh, upside down. Yeah. There's <laughs> 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 great tracks to Can't Heat. Some really good tracks. Uh, anyway, changing the subject completely, Terry Kindsir, would you be um, happy to give us some news headlines? Yes, I'm sure this week is it? It's getting better. Go on. This is shout-out news headlines on Thursday the 8th of April. Despite the victory of a progressive presidency in the United States a couple of months ago, the cultural warfare being waged by the political right against anything they consider to be black, feminist, socialist or gay continues. Arkansas, says the BBC News Channel, has prohibited all gender affirmation treatments for transgender people under the age of 18. Medical professionals are not even allowed to refer such clients to other services. The governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, himself a staunch Republican, came out in favour of trans youth, pointing out that Republicans should believe in the self-determination of people rather than using the muscle of the state to restrict life choices. Shri Poppert, reporting from Washington, D.C., said that 16 other states are considering similar legislation in the face of the vast majority of medical opinion, which says that shutting down choice for trans youth is having massively detrimental effects on youngsters' health. Doctor Who magazine reports that gay television scriptwriter and novelist Russell T Davis has been honoured by the Royal Television Society with its Outstanding Achievement Award. The Welsh screenwriter has been behind many LGBTQ-friendly programmes, including the acclaimed Channel 4 series Queer as Folk and It's a Sin. Wikipedia says that Davis's work in reviving the long-standing science fiction drama Doctor Who ultimately led to a television culture which once more celebrated family drama viewing, with ITV, for example, launching its own sci-fi drama called Primeval. The Welsh-language magazine Golog reports that football legend Gareth Bale has added his willingness to join a mooted boycott of social media platforms in an effort to encourage the owning media companies to do something about the levels of racism and other bigotry online. Mr Bale said, if, it, if there was a campaign where a lot of influential people in sport and other forms of life made it on social media to make a statement, then I think this could help. If that was the case, I fully support it. Thierry Henry, in the meantime, told ITV's Good Morning Britain show that he had left social media after becoming concerned about the link between online bullying, self-harm and suicide. Recently, a lot of players have faced online abuse, Mr Henry said. 
Now, we love zines, short for fanzines. These often self-produced publications became popular during the era of punk rock and the associated goth, indie and autonomous social scenes during the 80s. However, you could argue they can trace their pedigree back to the underground press of the early 19th century, when papers like the Poor Man's Guardian were printed on mobile and collapsible printing presses to avoid prosecution by the authorities. Freedom Books in London, a well-known anarchist retailer since 1886, is stocking Sean Doxey's new fanzine Great Gaze of the Past. It retails at £5 and can be purchased from the Freedom Press mail-order portal online. The fanzine is described as a lovely zine which is a compilation of A-plus historical queers having a good time. What's more, all proceeds are dedicated to Swarm, a collective of sex workers and in particular their fund for assisting their members hit badly during the coronavirus pandemic. And finally, Isabel Steele plays Liv in the popular ITV soap opera Emmerdale, which has been running on the ITV network since 1971. Liv is, however, the first asexual character on the show. Isabel, speaking with media website Digital Spy, said that she was both delighted at the programme makers, including this aspect of Liv's identity as an essential but not defining component of the character's personality, and she was also pleased with the response of viewers. I think the way the writers have continued to talk about it is really great, she said. I'm really chuffed that it's been so well received and I'm really proud to be a part of it. For these new stories, in for the detail and much, much more, you can always check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. And for Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr. <laughs> Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The shout out podcast. That's a show me love by Sam Feld. F-E-L-D-T Keen listeners may may realise that's a remix too of a song from um, I think it was the late 80s early 90s Robin S and Show Me Love uh, was the original so it's kind of quite a more mellow version of that one actually because the first one was a real kind of dance hit Oh, it was so, a banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that the technical <laughs> term for it? Oh, so. it's on H&H. <laughs> so, um, now, of course, uh, Ramadan is coming round um, rather quickly. Um, and um, uh, we quite often cover it on the show each year, actually. Um, and I uh, wish all of our uh, Muslim listeners a, a happy Ramadan. Um, and this year we thought we'd find out a little bit more about it. Steph, you, you've been off and you spoke to three queer Muslims, didn't you? I did, and it was so interesting and very educational. Have a listen to this. Right, I'm joined by Osman from Hidea, Aisha and Dina, and Ramadan is fastly approaching. So, Osman, first, can you t- give me a little bit of background uh, to uh, Ramadan? Yeah, sure. So, um, Ramadan is the, uh, the holy month of Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic lunar calendar, and it can last between 29 to 30 days. So Islam is built upon five pillars and fasting during the month of Ramadan is the fourth pillar of Islam and this is when Muslims uh, fast by abstaining from eating, drinking and other activities from dawn to sunset and 
fasting in Ramadan is for not just uh, eating and drinking, but it's also fasting of the soul, mind, and body. Do you do uh, quite a lot of praying in the in the daytime or meditation um, between those eating periods? Is that what the day is about? Um, yes. Yeah, so um, a lot of people take this opportunity to go to the mosque more often than usual. Um, as a Muslim, you don't need to go to the mosque in terms of uh, it's not obligatory to go to the mosque. You can pray at home. I have my mat, prayer mat with me at all times. But during Ramadan, we make a conscious effort to go to the mosque and do more praying, reading the Quran, which was revealed during the month of Ramadan. Asia, now you identify as, as queer. Has there been any conflict between you being queer and Islam? Um, I feel like a lot of people, um, sometimes we think a lot um, in our head and even if uh, the people like out around you or outside of you maybe accept you, I think a lot of times the biggest conflict we have um, is ourself. And I think that once you... Uh, slowly learn to um, accept yourself and figure out ways that um, you can basically reconnect with um, Allah directly um, instead of worrying about outside sources. I think it makes it a lot easier to really get to that um, original uh, purpose of like Islam and religion in general. So when that's not done, yeah, there's definitely, you know, um, conflicts with being comfortable with yourself and then again being comfortable with the community and how people view you and then if there is a situation when you're if you're out and then you don't have um, a community that can be really hard as well but um, thank God for <laughs> social media and um, just also like the the changes that are progressing in a positive way there's a lot of um, like online iftars and iftars like what when you're breaking your fast um, that's when you like typically get together with your family or the community and you guys uh, make a prayer and then you're able to eat again. So there's a lot of different things like that now um, for uh, queer Muslims to be able to go there and have a family and kind of just like soothe some of those issues that they're still working through and being comfortable um, being uh, queer and especially during such a holy month. Um, I picked up something you said then, Aisha. Um, do you do you mean you, you go straight to to God um, rather than uh, the mosque? So is it more important you to be connected spiritually? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think um, people forget um, that religion really is just about you and your God. People say like only God ju only God can judge, but I don't think people understand how like deep that saying is. Um, because actually when our prophet, um, peace be upon him, first came and start preaching the religion, he didn't, the first thing he did, he didn't take away like drugs, he didn't take away like fornication, he didn't take away anything that anybody was doing. The first thing he uh, did was preach about um, faith and um, having um, God inside your heart and learning how to communicate with God on your own personal time. So I think once you learn to um really take the like that the original um like i said purpose of religion and knowing that it's just for you and your god and it's a very private and intimate thing um i think it makes it a lot easier for you to not feel so um you know guilty or like shameful or anything like that 
um, just because the community around you don't understand. Um, once you know that you have an understanding between you and God, it makes everything so much easier. I think um, the the parallel for um, for Christians who are listening would be the Dead Sea Scrolls, which also bypass churches and organisations like the Catholic Church or the Church of England. Just go direct. You don't need a building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more spiritual. When you listen to either you know people of all different religions, there is so much more in common than there isn't. Oh yeah, you know, and it's uh, when it boils down to it, it's that all of them describe what you've just described, Aisha, um, oh, yeah. and it's between you and your God, and that's yeah, just 100%. so lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Dina, can you tell us a bit more about Ramadan and um, how do you feel as well not eating throughout the day? I know that I would would have a stomachache not eating. So, um, how do you find it? I mean, the the most common sort of um, non-Muslim proverb is not even water, <laughs> and, um, because it's just um, just just quite a difficult sort of concept for people to grasp in terms of yeah. you know going that long without having um, food or water. And oh, so, so I find Dean, I didn't I didn't know that. So you can't drink water either. Um, no, not within the uh, hours of sunlight. Um, oh, I didn't know. I thought it was just food. <laughs> No, no, no. It's it's water and um, food and also, you know, pleasurable things as well, like sex. So it's oh, very, okay. very important. Yeah. So it's difficult um, if you're just sort of starting up. If you've if you've been used to doing it for a while, it kind of becomes just something that you do. And what helps a lot actually is having people around you who have who are also fasting and who are also you know. Um, going through the same thing especially uh, a few years ago with like really long days because Ramadan goes back um, about 10 or 11 days each month each year mm-hmm. and so um, it, it becomes so the days can become longer and then you know that's a longer time to go without without food and water but the point of it is to is to teach restraint I think and I find it really helpful actually to think of it as a time to detox to really spiritually and physically detox because um there are a lot of things you know that we that we do that um we try to replace in this month with with more prayer with more um time um kind of reflecting on things and trying to become a better muslim um and also i think it's really really important to try and see this from um sort of differently from how most people see muslims because when people think of muslims and i mean even myself i even um think of it as like um something that i identify negatively in the sense that i think of myself as muslim i.e i don't show my hair i don't drink i don't eat pork i i don't do all these things but actually if i think about it in terms of the things that i do uh it just gives it a different sort of light if that makes sense and yeah it does yeah, yeah. well th- some of the things you said is t- it's the same um as myself i don't drink um i don't eat meat at all there's a lot of things that all of us can find in in common do you feel that you need to wear um a, a headscarf is that is that part of who you are yes definitely part of who i am i in terms of 
my identity I would not feel complete without wearing it and that's because it's it's not just about um, modesty that's one aspect of it but it's also about you know a statement to say that I'm going to dress how I want to dress rather than how society expects me to I think that a lot of the time wearing the hijab and and making that conscious choice to do so is actually you know an act of political defiance because you know it's not something when people see me with my hijab they they form certain um views of me and i i realize mm-hmm. that but i feel like it it helps because i'm being who i really am you d- you don't feel that a lot of the argument is that uh, people see it as a subjugation of of the of the female within a religion is how do you see that because you've just given a real positive statement about it you know and powerful and it's really nice to hear because you didn't mention subjugation and you're talking about independence yeah i mean absolutely there is there is a verse in the quran which says there is no compulsion in religion and i think that's really really important to keep in mind you know we we make the conscious choice to do things and if that choice is in there and that choice is definitely there with me um i make i make the choice to to wear my hijab every day and that's something that um you know is is not something that i'm forced to do in any way and i think that's where people sort of conflate things a bit they think uh, you know for people who are sort of forced to wear it but a lot of the time and this goes for the niqab as well you know the, the face covering there are a lot of people who wear it because they they want to because that's their choice and i think that if we're going to be advocating for people who's who make the choice not to wear it we should also be advocating for people who make the choice to wear it because um you know that's what a a free country looks like right absolutely dina yeah well put (laughs) well put (laughs) such positiveness around something that a lot of countries see as negative yeah asia do you wear a headscarf I actually do too. So I totally just agreed with everything you just said, Dina. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, don't wear I a think... headscarf. <laughs> 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 Maybe you should, Osman. Maybe you should start. You know what? You, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Osman, um, let's go go back to yourself now. Um, what will you be doing for Ramadan, uh, considering that um, we're going to be still in partial lockdown? So I... Um, because I volunteer with Hadaya, we are organising some um, online events, so um, which will be open to everybody. So if people want to follow us on social media, please do so. So what we're planning to do is have guest speakers talk about uh, what Ramadan means to them and also about um, some sessions around spirituality and um, enjoying lots of food. <laughs> uh, yes food obviously important uh, just mentioned about them the, the way you have to fast during the day i just wondered if any of you get hangry because i know when i have sugar lows i don't do well <laughs> well i kind of just want to uh, come back to that one is just to say that you know um the whole point of ramadan is to kind of exercise self-control and that includes your attitude um, and also to help develop patience, inner strength and willpower in a person. And I think that's what I get from Ramadan. Good point, mm-hmm. Osman. Good point and well put. Yeah, we've run out of time. I am so sorry. I could just go on all day chatting. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure the listeners have found this really, really interesting and educational. 
Osman, Aisha, Dina, thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Cool, not heard that one in a while. That's a box of secrets by Zaria. So I say, Steph, really good interview there. Very informative. Thank you. Yeah, they're so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very informative. I enjoyed that. So I, I was like you. I didn't realise you could have water either. No, I thought I, I thought um, that that drinking water was okay, but um, yeah, no. well, obviously not. Um, it's important uh, I, to remember that if you if you if you're a Muslim and you are unwell or on treatment or in hospital, you are allowed to eat and and drink. It doesn't apply to you. Oh yes, and so I so saw there's, um, a, there's a health thing. Yeah, and yeah. I saw it was on BBC Points West last night as well. Um, you can have the COVID jab, and it won't break Ramadan. Yeah, um, it's not classed as something that you eat and it's not something you ingest it's, it's just an injection yeah. to improve your immune system so um, right. yeah uh, and, and that I think I don't think it was the Muslim Council of England it might be the Muslim Council of Bristol or, or something like that they had on the on the show um, and, and they asked them and they said yeah it's halal and it's all fine and all allowed so um, anyway, um, it's uh, it's it's feature length Sasuke. We do like Sasuke, don't we? So um, have a listen to this. Sasuke five. Oh yes. Welcome to Shout Out Radio. Now, for all you regular listeners out there, you'll know how I love to positively promote the fabulous people who are doing great work within our LGBTQ plus community. So with that, I'd like to welcome my guest today, which is one of Cambridgeshire Fire and Rescue Services' finest. So notice I've thrown the finest there. <laughs> and also LGBTQ plus figurehead, Jackie Gavin. Jackie, how are you doing? I'm all right. And you good self? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come and have a quick Anytime, anytime, you know that. Ah, so look, I, I was, um, I know I've seen you kind of, well, well, obviously we're all virtual at the moment, aren't we? But I know I'm, I'm fully aware of a lot of your work you do. But when I was doing more research about what you do and the, the great things you do, I've noticed that there's been uh, some great awards you've won, <laughs> which can probably pose to putting you as the figurehead within our community. Uh, with that, tell us about the uh, the BEM Awards, which is, for those of you who don't know, it is the British Empire Medal. I mean, I think, I mean, it's like any kind of honour. You get a nice honour when somebody does lovely things and says nice things about you. So the British Empire Medal, I was awarded for work that I've done for gender equality, specifically around trans, um, where I spent the good part of nearly 10 years working in the civil service, trying to make that organisation see the importance of trans equality, not just binary trans, but the whole space around trans. Because we know, particularly around chat, trans, non-binary, you know, gender non-conforming um, communities and issues, it, particularly in the workplace, it seems to be, um, whilst it's absolutely not a new thing, it's definitely more of a hot topic that people are, are sort of talking about, you know, positively and ne- negatively. Have you found that it is easier to make those changes now with, with more, well, look, where do you stand on it? Like, 
it's a challenging situation, let's be honest. I mean, when I first started in this journey, it was very much based around what I would call the binary trans, i.e. male to female, female to male. And we know that the umbrella for trans has grown so huge that there's now, what, 120, 130, maybe even more ways of expressing one's gender. And I think still we're at that point where we're still needing to educate the wider society about that whole piece because people probably just got their head round around binary trans but now there's all this wider space so we need to still educate and educate a heck of a lot. Yeah absolutely I mean I know that as an inclusion trainer and an LGBTQ plus activist you know it's so much and, and I don't know if you hear this yourself often but I hear particularly when I'm supporting young LGBTQ plus people, that they hear that uh, they're told that this is a new thing and you're jumping on the bandwagon and just because your friend says they're like non-binary, now you are non-binary. I think personally it's because we've got a lot more visibility and awareness, people being able to self-identify, you know, there's, you know, is, is that what, I mean, what do you think about that? Because I know you've tackled issues in schools as well to stop homophobia, biphobia, transphobia. I, th- I think, I mean, it's always been there. Let's not kid ourselves. It always has been. I think probably what's happened is that little piece of legislation called the Equality Act of 2010. That's created a confidence in people's identities, people's expressions, piece of, the wider aspect around equality and inclusion. Because suddenly here's a piece of legislation that says that you are protected in law. There is a bit of a technicality around that because we know that gender expression is not a protected characteristic. The protected characteristic is gender reassignment. So we've got, as I see it, to probably still do, that's where the work is, getting into that space. But it has created a platform where people feel more and more confident with themselves. Yeah, no, it has. That's absolutely true. And I know that that gender reassignment is quite ambiguous, isn't it, in how it comes across. And I think it makes people assume often that it's gender uh, reassignment surgery and it's not, is it? It's, uh, you know, undergoing, you know, in the process of, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, And I just want to quickly talk about another award that you were given, which was the Points of Life Award, and that was from the Prime Minister. So, you know, (laughs) to say you're being sort of, uh, you know, spotted by the by people from the high high life um how did that come out tell us even more about that i think if i'm honest that one probably came more from the civil service side and uh, because i do obviously having spent as long as i did in the civil service trying to really really shake up that agenda um it is an award that's awarded specifically through the department for culture and media and sport which obviously then goes to the prime minister's office to for them to make that ratification so again it was through the work that I did centrally by really really changing the way that the civil service viewed trans issues over a number of years because let's be honest beforehand it wasn't really talked about but suddenly now here we are talking about it and getting into that kind of context where it really really meant every single government department really understood it yeah I mean and that's it but that's the other thing what I wanted to ask you about as well 
um, because I know you do a lot of work, you know, even with your current role, it's services for equality uh, and inclusion as, as an advisor. Uh, I mean, I feel as well personally that we have got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of DNI sort of advisors and trainers and out there, and, and which is amazing and great, absolutely so needed. And I always say in the UK, you know, we've like you say we've got the Equality Act 2010, we've got equal marriage, we've got an LGBTQ plus inclusive curriculum, we've got all these great laws for our country and this legislation. We're still not. We're still saying we're not quite there yet. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Why? Why do you think your words of, of wisdom here, Jackie? Um, what do you think about that? Why is that? If the truth be told, it's because people aren't prepared to listen to each other. We've got to start listening. We know that as activists, and I am an activist myself, that we feel that there is certain restrictions, and that matters. But to be able to really, really make that difference, we've got to listen to the voice of the complete opposite of our viewpoint right now. I know it will be hurtful. I know it will be full of hate and spite. But listen to it and really listen to it. Equally, the opposition viewpoint has got to listen to us. That's why nothing's happening because we're at breaking point. We're at deadlock. Let's get beyond that by just breaking down the barriers through positive negotiation, positive debate, and that will allow us to go forward at ICN. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And listen, I always wish we had more time extended interviews, but we are coming towards the end. Um, is there anything that you're up to in 2021? Are you working on any new projects or what, what can we see the future? So the future for Jackie is probably beyond public sector. Um, I'm going back to private sector for a period of time. I think I've spent long enough in public sector to be able to break down the barriers needed. Not, no doubt there is more needs to be done. So let some new people, let new blood take that side and I will do what I need to do within the private sector. Oh, amazing. Well, exciting things to come. Watch out world, I'll say. So there you go. Absolutely, absolutely. Jackie, well, lastly, before we go, where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media? Is there any particular platforms that you'd like to share? So the main platform I use is Twitter. I am available on other social media channels if people need to do so, uh, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. But the main place where I'm available is on my Twitter feed. Oh, fabulous. Jackie, thank you so much for taking some time out. I always, like I say, really appreciate all the great people making positive change within our community. And that's what I like to do with these segments is just spotlight them. Um, and even though it's a small spotlight in terms of this show, but I want to make sure that uh, you are out there creating positive changes for the rest of us. So thank you so much for your time. Anytime. And thank you again. Thank you, Jackie Gavin. Yay! Thank you. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. When I'm walking in my golden shoes. Oh no, come on, what's wrong with that? That's 1984 winning Eurovision um, hit for Sweden. <laughs> That's called Diggaloo Diggalay by the Harrys. <laughs> I told you, it just, just random music comes up on my machine sometimes. And I was like, yeah, wow, let's, let's put it in the show. <laughs> Take you back in time a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite a good one. 
I didn't even know I had it. Very I nice. think it was because um, um, we did a whole Eurovision special that time. Uh, do you remember Darren oh, came yes. on and we talked about it? And we I did. bought an album or two of Eurovision um, songs, all, all the big winners. So, and that was on it. Do you not like to diggaloo diggaloo everyone? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I, I, yeah, I was, the mind boggles. <laughs> I, I was going to say that there, there, there is the Dutch one, which is Ding a Dong. Which one in the two? Well, of course, and, and most recently, of course, we, we had the film, didn't we? Where you got Yaya Ya Ding Dong. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> can you can you um, can you just sing a little bit more, Andrew? No, I'll, I'll play it next week for you if you like. Uh, please don't. Great. <laughs> Great. It's Will, Will Ferrell. You'll love it. Right. I've um, heard it. Yes, and I've seen the film. Yeah, I, I actually I really like uh, because it's not the the girl who's in the film who actually sings it, um, and the artist who sings that um, the, the final song, the big one that they they actually lose because they change. Um, I always phenomenal puts hairs on the back of your neck, doesn't it? Okay, so, uh, first time I've heard that about the song. <laughs> right, you can no, remove not- that from your jukebox now. What diggaloo diggaloo? Uh, I, I thought uh, I'd make yes. you play it on handbags and high heels for for a um, week on BCFM. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do you could do a Eurovision special handbags and high heels, couldn't you? Oh, she still wouldn't play it. No, we did. <laughs> Terry, we did with Darren. We did a, a three-hour Eurovision special, if you remember, one Saturday afternoon on BCFM. <laughs> Oh, we did, uh, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. during Saturday afternoon live when that was. Yes. Been, yeah. Yeah. Must do. Must well, um, you know, do it again. It is a big gay holiday, isn't it? The, uh, so, and we still we, we still haven't officially heard about Pride yet, I believe, have we? We're still not 100 percent sure. Nope, not yet. Uh, Darren, if you're listening. Uh, we, we, we'd love to know <laughs> I'm dying to know I'm looking forward to partying you know it's starting I can see like the end of the tunnel it's starting to feel nice that we're unlocking a little bit go to restaurants in a couple of weeks although if it's minus three I'm not sitting outside so I might not go it, it really well, depends gonna, on the weather <laughs> I, I was going to say we can, all, we can all wrap up wrap up warm and then sit outside camp outside Steph's yeah. couldn't we True. You could. There's the plenty of room of the outside <laughs> in the compound. Yeah. Take a um, or in the park by the river. I'd rather get under Terry Sounds stairs, nice. but we're not allowed indoors. It's no. <laughs> you can come around and sort of like visit my stairs when we're completely unlocked. And uh, Gareth Bale and Stephen They'll Gerard all be gone, be yeah. <laughs> They'll all be gone then, won't they? Won't, won't be so much fun. Anyway, um, we've got um old friend of the show one next week, Daryl Bullock. Look, yes. Looking forward to that. If it weren't for him, we, there may not have been a shout-out. Well, he should have some of our godfathers. Yeah. Um, along with Steve Satan and, um, I suppose, Phil Gibbons. Mm. Yeah, he'd love being called a. a, 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 a <laughs> he'd love being called that, wouldn't he, for Phil Gibbons? Good old <laughs> Excellent. Uh, anyway, anyway, that's it you. for another week. Uh, remember, as we keep saying week on week, we're looking for more people to get involved with the show. Uh, if you're interested, or you know someone who is, uh, do get in touch with us. On air, behind the scenes, social media, there's many bits to shout out and we'd love your help. Email us at studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt if you are interested. And shout out's got a T in it, but never mind. Uh, next week, it's a load of Bullock, the author, that is. Uh, join us then from myself, Steffi, Andy and Terry. Say bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.
own shout out. LGBT Radio for you.